0: recording now yeah fucking weezer Ooh. sucks Weezer does fucking suck yeah um pinkerton it was downhill after that yeah yeah which was 90 30 years ago that was 96 so fuck that was like how many years ago that was 5 25 years ago holy shit like yeah. i was gonna say like i'm oh i was born in 95 so the, the math should have been real fucking yeah. easy um but fuck yeah I don't know. We, I think that, honestly, that's the weakest part of the lineup for Hell Omega. Weezer. Is Weezer. I'm yeah. um, be like, hey, play your four hits and then, and, then play get the co- fuck off. and play your covers. Don't play your music. Just play the covers and just be like, you, know, you fuck off with your other music.
1: Which, I mean, their covers were great and I respect Like, I Love the fact that they did
0: that. Oh, I very much, when the Teal album came out and I was like, I opened it. I didn't know much about Weezer at the time. I was just like, oh, yeah, I've heard your hits and stuff. But I was like, oh, Teal album. And I was like, Oh cool, let's check this out. And then I was like, These are all covers. And I was like, they're all really good covers yeah. though. So I was like, you know what? I'm okay with it. Well you know? they even
1: have one um I think it was a Black Sabbath song on there, but it was the guitar singing, not um what's his face? the Lead singer. Oh, okay. Which is weird, but Yeah. But I was like, He's fucking good. Why isn't he the lead singer?
0: Did you see their late I just saw their on Apple Music their latest album, Van Weezer? Yeah, I hope it's a it's just a Weezer album that just covers the Van Halen yeah, songs. It's not, fuck. I've heard well a, then, I've heard
1: a couple songs off of it. They're not not
0: too bad. Okay, but yo, So you want to just get this started? Yeah, fuck it. You want to enter this? Oh no, you're uh, you're the intro god. I don't know. You're podcast daddy last night, so yeah. <laughs> I think I feel like you got to go ahead and intro this off. But you got to bring that energy. Fuck, I got to open my beer though. Yo, welcome to the podcast. We're here. We made it somehow. Episode four, four is it four or fifteen? I don't yeah. co- fucking remember. We've recorded so many of these. I feel like episode. It's it's a number. It'll be on. It'll be on the thing. A number. Yo, what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking Carbuck Pilsner.
1: Dude,
0: we are sticking with the Pilsner theme because we. I don't know. It just smooth. I don't. Know, I haven't tried. Let me let me give it a sip right now. wow what a mighty sip it tastes like i'm it tastes like i'm drinking the best miller light i've ever had <laughs> honestly and, and i love the design of the can it just it's throwback to like it feels like that old 90s miller light can yeah not the best yeah it's, it's a
1: good i mean i feel like a lot of pilsners are, are fairly similar in taste
0: oh 100 yeah and that's why i feel like this just tastes like the best miller light i've ever yeah. had it, yeah great it, can it, though Super cool can. Uh, I appreciate Carbock is branching out. They had so many beers when I was at the store. Yeah. I almost got the summer wave one, but I was like, we're not exactly in summer yet. I mean, we're close. It's 96 degrees out right now. The hottest shit and humidest shit, too. But Um, that
1: also could still be winter in Texas, so...
0: Oh yeah Like I think there's I think it's in the forecast We have a snowstorm next week actually Yeah Yeah and that's just Texas for you It's just fucking you know, Is that
1: true? Or like are you, you're not
0: making that up? Oh no no, no I'm not making that up Okay yeah. I was gonna say but well, I, I believe it I, I, <laughs> No no Cause I've uh, Yeah I've literally had like Winter weather in May Before yeah. when I was in Lubbock And it was like Hey like It was 100 degrees yesterday And now it's snowing So like it, Did I just teleport To like another dimension? Yeah Fucking Texas is, yeah, weather can be kind of bullshit at times. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. It's hard to dress for because, like, you go out in the morning and sometimes you may need a jacket and sometimes you don't. Yeah. But then you may need shorts in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's impossible to, like, dress yourself appropriately. That's
1: why we just wear pants and a t-shirt every day. Perfect for every weather.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you just, just got to have, like, the dad shorts, the dad pants. that got the zippers. And it just, like, it's pants for the morning, you know, zippers in the afternoon. I'm just which... going
1: to start wearing, like, tearaway pants.
0: Oh, dude. And tear... then, like, a Speedo underneath. And just no, an H-E-B
1: fucking tear them off.
0: You got to get, like, the slinkini. Or I think that's what it's called. The Borat? The Borat? Oh, yeah, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's maximally, you know, you get all the coverage you need so you can go out in public. Oh the banana hammock. The banana, it's called banana hammock. Yeah. You want to Google that? I thought it was called the slinky. I think it's both. I don't know. It just—it's uh, just called uh, the yeah. banana hammock. hammock yeah. yeah. There you go. Exactly. Business. Yeah. Yeah. I just man, boy, fuck. It, both movies are just so fucking funny. I rewrote the first one uh, after the second one came out to prep myself, and oh man, he's um Barry Cohen's just fucking genius. Oh me.
1: yeah. One, I mean second one i know it was a little harder to film because everyone at that point knew but the first one no one knew who the fuck he was and he's just this random guy fucking going up to people
0: the the best scene in the movie my favorite scene is uh definitely at the rodeo he's all decked out he's ready to sing the national anthem yep. and oh man it's it's such a fucking perfect moment
1: or those fucking cowboy redneck as fuck people that
0: just let him stay with him for like a week <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah. Oh man But yeah Both movies are super super funny And uh, I just appreciate his Just doesn't give a fuck He's like Hey we're gonna roll with this If it works It's in the movie If it doesn't work Hey we just cut it And he just fucking rolls with that shit Like I remember When they were filming the movie uh, the news article came out about him at that music festival where he was posing as another band or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he went he had he was singing all of his songs and everything and had a lot of racist shit in it and all the people were singing along with him yeah. and he was like, All right, cool. And I loved how smart he was that he had all of he paid for all the security staff and everything, so he was able to make his quick getaway mm-hmm. and no one was able to take him off the stage or to stop him. Yeah. He had planned his whole exit route.
1: Um, well, even like uh, when he went to that Mike Pence fucking speech or whatever, he, he since they closed it off at a certain point security reasons he was there for like 12 hours just hiding in a stall in the bathroom before he
0: went out (laughs) yeah the way the movie is edited together it just seems like oh he showed up got dressed went on but no yeah after reading about that yeah spending all day just chilling there yeah um dedication dedication to the fucking craft um there's so many comedians that i appreciate when they just go all in on a bit and even if it doesn't hit it's just like you know what I appreciate that you sold it all the way through yeah. um what's it called so we we did have some homework we did have homework. we did we uh i really appreciated the album uh you gave me so um i guess the, the album I listened to was uh need to breathe hard love yep um that one money and fame is definitely my favorite track uh, oh, yeah. on there but there's another track i really really enjoyed as well let me just pull it up um, it was like the third to last track on there. Uh let's see here. Uh Don't Bring That Trouble. Don't bring that trouble. Super, super fun. Um Testify was good. Um Okay, so I actually do have a quick question before I like really get into the album. On Spotify, you know, the format's different than Apple Music. Mm. Um Apple Music will put little stars next to certain tracks. I guess those are like the most played or the most popular tracks I feel that always sways me in a way to be like oh I should listen to these first because they must be good people also like them Um, but you go to any new album that comes out like tomorrow there's a bunch of music coming out the first six tracks of every new album is going to have a star next to it because everyone started at the top Um, but uh, it's funny all the ones that I'd star not my favorite songs no (laughs) no even though I guess those are the more popular ones
1: No, I, uh, I mean sad boy song in there no excuses great fucking song
0: mm-hmm. um overall it was a super good band um i really enjoyed them um i know i'd compare them a little bit to like uh the black keys mumford and sons and cold war kids um they have that vibe to them yeah uh, but yeah their lead singer um Bear Reinhardt Bear Reinhardt uh, amazing great voice, voice. Yeah. yeah super fantastic voice overall very much enjoyed them I'm looking forward to listening to more of them yeah.
1: guess we should get into my homework now huh
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Void by R.L. Grant this is a bit of a weird one but yeah big no. fan of Kingpin oh with a Big Shot oh yeah very good song great song and uh, right after that Valhalla just for the
0: yeah. memes you know Yeah. No, um, there's that album goes back and forth a little bit. It has these weird tracks where I'm just like, and this isn't your best work. I'm not sure why this is on the album To This is one of the greatest trap songs you've ever made. Yeah. You, uh, a lot of people online have always said, You should have just, Orogram should have just taken the six popular songs and just put them into an EP and probably would have been one of the best trap EPs of all time. But yeah, they're like, you go into further in the album, like Golden State and Julia, good songs, but like, just don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: definitely an interesting (laughs) listen, sort of all over the place, but I was a fan.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, for me, R.O. Grime, I think his drums production is just uh, really, really, really good. It, yeah. it reminds me a lot of, like, early Skrillex stuff of, um, I don't know, just I think the way Skrillex arranges his drums is better than any other producer in the EDM game right now. And with him making a lot more different music currently, um, it still carries forward. Yeah, um, I think for me, like, that's probably my favorite instrument in an EDM track is... is uh, your drum arrangement like your melodies can be whatever but like if the drums don't set the foundation for a song i don't know i can't really like move to it or vibe to it
1: that's how i feel like in like a lot of that like older rock so like i mean the drums carry like you have i mean there's some great fucking guitar solos and shit but the drums are carrying it the whole way through
0: the song that immediately comes to mind is uh what they call Phil Collins. In the internet. Yeah. It's the drums are so important. Yeah. Yeah. And uh there's actually a really cool series on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen from Vox. Um where they talk about the sound of the eighties and like what makes the sound of the eighties. And the common theme was Phil Collins and I forget one of his buddies from Genesis, um when they accidentally created the reverb drums yeah and when you hear reverb drums you go and you really think you like once their first few tracks that came out with the reverb drums you started slowly seeing every Mm -hmm. artist in the 80s have that
1: they they genesis changed the game
0: yeah bands like genesis and cream um just yeah, they changed the way artists looked at certain instruments uh, and they arranged songs. Um, there are certain super super influ- influential bands like that. Cream is a great band. Yeah, Cream is one that I really want to listen to more. Um, I keep saying I will, but I just I have not gotten a chance to listen to them more.
1: White White Room, oh fuck, just fucking banger. <laughs> Eric Clapton is. I say he's
0: probably a top three guitarist of all time. Yeah, I think him. Uh, I think Ooh. obviously Eddie Van Halen. Okay. I think I think. Well, so what, okay. what's your top three? Yeah. Okay, that's a great question. So, for me, I think the eruption solo from Eddie from Van Halen by Eddie Van Halen. I think that solo is so amazing because he he definitely pioneered a new way to play the guitar. Yeah. That wasn't. I guess popular at the time and was it used in a certain way. So I think Eddie Van Halen probably like number one for me. Um, Jimmy Page, the guitarist from Led Zeppelin, super, super influential. Um, and then third, prop, it's probably has to be Eric Clapton. Yeah, it's a good Yeah, list. from like a like classic. What about yourself?
1: I'd go one, Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Two, probably Joe Walsh. Uh, he's probably my personal favorite. Yeah. But I'd put him behind Jimi Hendrix and then Clapton. The, like, Carlos
0: Santana's up there. Close. Yeah. Uh, John Mayer's up there as well. John Mayer. Prince. Um, there are so many fantastic guitar players, it's hard to put them into a top three. Yeah.
1: Even, I mean, Chris Tableton. Great guitar player.
0: Yeah, there, there are some... Some. It's... I feel like you almost have to break it down by genre. Because, yeah, you... Like, You know, you took Carlos Carl Santana and you compare him to, like, an Eddie Van Halen. It's like, y'all were pioneers for guitar in such different ways. Um, And then, like, blues guitar is... And then that kind of leads into more of, like, that country, Texas twang of how you play guitar. Um, Super, super fun. Which, um, I actually honestly don't know a ton about... Like George Strait, I appreciate George Strait a lot. Yeah, um, his first album is probably my favorite, but I don't know much about the making of the music, honestly.
1: No, I mean, with, with him, there's not oh. much to. I mean, Does, he, he doesn't he doesn't write uh, many of his songs. That's so. what I
0: was wondering. It's like it doesn't seem like he's yeah. much of a writer, really. No. Um, man, that makes me kind of question. Like, do I want to see George Strait or Miley Cyrus at ACL now? I'd still rather see George
1: Strait. George Strait's still a legend. I love
0: him. He's got yeah. some great music. Um, it's something you just really can appreciate when, uh, like a John Bellion, who they're such involved with every little aspect of the music. Yeah. Um, and I know we talked about uh, recently about like Avicii mm-hmm. and the EDM scene. Like he was so, such a perfectionist about um the way that he constructed songs um he wanted exactly what he was hearing in his head to come out onto onto the computer and out of the speakers
1: well even so there was one in the one of his making of videos i can't remember what song it was but there was like a a trumpet arrangement so he had brought in a guy to play the trumpet and he was like this way i want you to play and he's like that sounds good and then later he was like i don't fucking like that so he just took uh, single notes out of it and just fucking arranged it how he wanted it and played it.
0: There is a, there's a couple of producers that I'll I watch their YouTube videos where some of them are like memey, funny videos, like, oh, I'm going to take this sample from this TikTok and make a yeah. song out of it. And But it may be memey in the theme of the video, but what they actually do and how they distort sounds and take individual notes and yeah. pitch them and down pitch them and to be like, oh shit like that's how you get that sound or that's how you do that and, like there was one video where he was like i'm just gonna do the skrillex thing and i was like what do you mean and just the way he layered certain sounds yeah. and down shifted them pitch wise i was like oh that's the iconic skrillex sound from like Bangarang or mm-hmm. whatever like that's how he does it I'm like oh okay cool no, that's cr- it's crazy how and how effortlessly they fucking do that shit yeah it's like it's for me like I kind of – I the way I see music in my head when it comes to, like, a writing standpoint is, like, okay, I got melody, and then I have, like, my drum pattern, and then maybe a second melody. Yeah. But, like, the way that they see sound and, like, watching these producers go through um, their workstations and how they arrange stuff, I'm just like, y'all – you have 17 tracks here, and mm-hmm. some tracks you only get, like, one little sound out of them at certain points. Like, how did you know to put that there and, like – Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, I guess it's like watching, uh, it's the music version of watching an artist paint and it's like, you have, you see it in your head mm-hmm. and it just like, it just comes out. Um, I guess that's the great thing about art. It just it like, yeah, it's, you, you, you really can appreciate it so much yeah. better, so much more. Although
1: I'm not a big fan of like actual art, so would never go to an art museum. That shit's
0: boring as fuck. No, well, it depends. If you were maybe taking some substances or... that's different. That's cheating. (laughs) No, that's not cheating. That's appreciating art on another level. Because, like,
1: I can appreciate music without anything. but, But, like... True. Art? No. I can't.
0: Even, like... Okay, what about like like real like photorealistic shit like, if the no like I can
1: appreciate it I I just don't like I'll look at it for a second and be like yeah that's pretty cool and then fucking walk away like that's it. Should
0: try uh, like see like that's or, that's cool but like what am I supposed it, to do yeah. with it now? Oh, what well, an, an immersive Van Gogh exhibit! Yeah. Wow, that seems fucking amazing. But the you only, the only problem is, it's they're digital recreations of famous Van Gogh pieces, though. Yeah. Um. I think the thing I think the thing I appreciate from art because that's one of the things when I travel is I, I love to visit art museums, especially if there's a, a certain piece I want to see uh, from like a famous artist like a Van Gogh. Is I enjoy appreciating like the brushstrokes and seeing yeah. how it was that the painting was constructed and you, you can you it's something you just can't get from looking at a digital image i uh, mean
1: like i'd go see like the mona lisa yeah,
0: yeah, yeah but that's about it like there's a there's a famous painting it's in chicago um it's uh, it's one of those you see in a movie all the time it's uh all the people in the park with the water and it was in ferris bueller it was okay. in that pick that painting where it's all dots and so yeah. it's such a, oh yeah, it's yeah such yeah. a massive uh, painting that you get like all the you, you once you like walk up to it and you see like oh like these aren't brush strokes these are all tiny tiny little yeah. dots. So yeah. There you yeah. go, and we're yeah. looking at it right now. What the do you have the name of this painting? It is called A, A Sunday, Sunday on la Grande. A Sunday on Grande, uh by George Surratt. um this, this this is like on the level of like uh, Mona Lisa type of famous painting um but yeah you you can't see you can kind of see when you zoom in digitally the little tiny dots and how they're not brush strokes they're all dots um i wonder how long that took it's massive too i don't yeah. know if it has the size there in the description but it is a massive piece i mean that, yeah and so yeah it was just taking forever to do little dots a Jackson Pollock that just takes 30 minutes yeah he just, just throws the paint on the canvas yeah like, that's fine was done can I get millions of dollars now I think I could be like a good abstract artist it's not hard yo you know what artist you should uh I don't see if you can pull him up Noah uh Rembrandt and he has some paintings that are just like it just canvas one color yeah that's it I'm just like yo Rembrandt he, he got some some fucking crazy fucking but like uh, how I mean how does someone like that uh i want to say or no was it the roscoe the roscoe room <laughs> once again um so it's like i've been to a lot of art museum but i can't ever remember all of my art history i don't know that i've ever gone to a single art museum mm, really yeah ah uh, permanent clothes that's so sad um but um it's it's uh it's fun it's, it's actually quite a good fun we have a we have a good art museum here we have a couple of good museums here I always get a good kick out of going to a museum because mm, something new to learn, something new to do. Children's um, museums fun. Oh yeah, I love yeah. like the interactive stuff. Yeah, um, it really does make you feel uh, looking at. It was the McNay Art Museum, a very very fun one. Um, the Alamo. I've been nope. to the Alamo. The wood museum out here is really cool. It's yeah. fantastic. It's super cute. Lots of dinosaurs. I really appreciate it. Um, I've never been to the museum' Uh that one also seems super, super fun. Very like interactive stuff for kids and stuff. Is
1: it like you're next to each other?
0: Mm-hmm. I think my
1: sister takes my niece to the
0: museum a lot. It 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 seems she loves super, it, so. yeah, it seems super fun for kids. A lot of fun activities. I think it'd stuff. be
1: fun for me too. I'm basically a kid. So.
0: Oh yeah. I'm like, a child at heart. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think like museums are fun because it's like, yo, let me do this thing. Let me um what's it called um so next week, I don't know if you've been paying attention to much of the video game news, but do you know what's happening next week? I do not at all. E3. Okay. Uh, an event that used to be, for me, used to be super, super hype. There's another gaming show going on right now where they're yeah, announcing yeah. stuff with Jeff Keighley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and are on there really of course oh man yeah they're just trying to get the name back out there <laughs> yeah they're just like check out our new album guys yeah. van weezer um but um so far they announced that that elden rings game um uh, from 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 software uh um, i
1: saw the trailer for the new battlefield game
0: Ooh, i didn't get a chance to see that yet how it look
1: good. it looks good
0: yeah i it, mean i'm a big battlefield fan so it's so epic it's yeah. um because there's such large-scale mm-hmm. uh, battles wait is it just called battlefield 2 oh 2042. 2042 okay i like that but we- it's not
1: so I, I was worried you know i pulled up the trailer battlefield 2042 i was like they're gonna do some fucking futuristic shit they really didn't
0: which, yeah. which is
1: yeah It was like a robot dog, but like they have shit like that now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because twenty forty two, honestly, that's twenty one years away, and yeah, twenty one years ago. That's where like
1: Call of Duty went wrong is when they just went too far into that futuristic stuff.
0: There's not gonna be a story mode in this battlefield. It's just straight multiplayer. Straight multiplayer, which I think. It's better worth, like, a company's time and investment yeah. to just go straight. Because that's where your money's at. Yeah. And that's where the majority of your players spend their time at. No one's replaying the campaign. No.
1: I do like playing, like, the Call of Duty campaigns I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Like, I to like, go like go through through once. That once. But
0: even, like, uh, with um, World at
1: War, uh, I played play that with my buddy all, all the time. We would beat it and just fucking restart.
0: Really? Yeah i i think i've i played the campaign once and then i went into multiplayer for world of war world of war was like kind of like the last call of duty that i really was into competitively yeah. and i i played that non stop unfortunately at the time i played on the ps3 so uh there was a community of like 15 people yeah um yeah i played i played like call of duty on the wrong console at the wrong time um but yeah call of Duty's. I don't know, gone a different direction. Yeah.
1: No. I haven't even played uh, the new one in probably about two months. Yeah, it's fun. Like I mean, I don't know. I just haven't been in a gaming mood. There's nothing really right now that's exciting me. Cyberpunk was going to, and then that was a huge fucking flop. for, they, for consoles. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or, or if you have P, my PC, I don't think it can run Cyberpunk. I have to run it a like medium. I think yeah, I run just. Oh, see, it's, a,
1: it's nice. I'm <laughs> over, here for, pitch over here. Rich over here.
0: I gotta get. I gotta go medium just to get like fucking forty five frames per second over here. Um, but um uh, soon, maybe in a year or two, when they fix all the bugs, That's we not get to worth play. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah, um, some big patches for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not even on the last gen
1: consoles anymore. They took yeah, it off. So. It's all yeah,
0: PC now. yeah. Um. Are you going to get a PS5? Or are you still thinking about getting one? Or are you good with just sticking with the PS5? Eventually, for I'll now.
1: Yeah, I want to get one. But for now, I'm just chilling. Yeah. yeah. I don't play that many games. only game I play right now is MLB The Show. So.
0: Like, I have a really good PC. The only reason I buy a PS5 is just for their um, exclusive games like God of War. Yeah. Stuff like that. No, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't feel a need to upgrade it right now. And same mm-hmm. with like the Xbox Plus, it's Series so X. Because everyone yeah so expensive has one. There's nothing in the market. Everything's inflated. So that's been sold. Yeah. So, so. No, I agree. And so, um, the the one game, like even like the other thing too, is they always talk about like the new consoles, like oh, 4K, 60 frame per second. But like, I don't have a 4K monitor or a TV. I can't appreciate it. So like, yeah. it's not worth upgrading. Mm-hmm. Which is why like I built this PC back in December with the intention of 1080p, 60 frame per second gaming on you know every modern game basically and that's what i get out of the performance wise because i know that's all i can do i have no plans to upgrade my monitors Uh, it's just too expensive right now i think i mean
1: gaming in general has just gotten way too fucking expensive
0: it has the barrier yeah. to entry is super fucking nice so let's say yeah. you're you've decided you you're, you're you're fucking 12 or 13 years old you wanna your friends are talking about the new call of duty or whatever and you're like mom dad i want to fucking play video games and so it's like okay so your birthday's coming up you've asked your parents for the playstation 5 yeah one they probably can't get it and if they get it that's four or five hundred dollars all right, what are you gonna do? Plug it into your fucking TV? What mm-hmm. if you don't have a TV? Yeah, if I can play it on some bullshit TCL TV you bought at Walmart for a hundred bucks, like it's you're not even gonna get the full advantage of it. Um, but still, you got 600 bucks at that point. All yeah. right, now you gotta buy games for it. Yeah, uh, what are you gonna buy just the one game? Yeah, that's 60 bucks right there, or actually the PS5 game, I think they're like 70 dollars, so it's seven eight hundred dollars just to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, It's extremely expensive to become a gamer.
1: Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But, um... And even, like, controllers. Oh, yeah. It only comes with one controller. You get another controller. That's another fucking 70 bucks.
0: That's the other thing, too. You want to invite your friends over? Like, you have to buy another controller or hope they have the same console as you. Uh, And they're like, hey, bring over your fucking controllers. I
1: do like the fact that now they're finally going to cross-platform stuff. So then you, you can actually play with people. But...
0: I agree. Yeah. Destiny is finally slowly rolling it out. Um but the the hard part about that PC to console crossover though is how matching up players, like if you're playing against if you're on console or you're on a controller and you play against other people who are playing on mouse and keyboard, it's a whole nother game. Yeah. Um it's you know, they're doing stuff that you can't even imagine to do, even with paddles and stuff.
1: I'll still kick their fucking ass.
0: I don't know, man. Fuck, fuck PC. Even if you turn your sensitivity up to ten on most games, I feel like you still can't do like a one eighty or.
1: No, 10. I can't do all the crazy stuff, but I'll still fucking. I don't need to. Yeah. I'm i I'm a gaming, uh, expert, so yeah. to speak.
0: What's your what's your, if you okay? So no, I You're on games. the line. You you're you've got to play one game. Okay. Against a top competitor in the game. Which game do you feel you have the best chance to at least, you know, you know, I guess try?
1: I would say probably either like 2K or MLB. Okay. I think I could hold my own in those for the most part. Against the pro? Yeah. But like pros and fucking Madden, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, they get real fucking tight. They think they're a coach or
0: something i re i remember when i was playing madden 25 and i was trying to learn some of the competitive things like like okay like what are the competitive players doing differently and they were doing stuff where like yeah you want to get your player you want to just have a one frame movement with your yeah. player that's going to adjust their agility stat yeah and so that they're hitting top speed much faster and i'll be like so what what and it's just like so, and they're like, yeah, when you have the running back, you're going to want to make a a quick left or right movement in a two-frame span, and that's going to affect how fast you hit top speed, and you're going to be able to hit the hole much faster. Yeah. I was like, no, this is the stuff that we're doing to be competitive? Yeah,
1: they're fucking crazy with that shit. And then, like, any
0: any shooting game, I'd definitely, against a pro,
1: fuck off. I'll get my ass handed to me.
0: Yeah, it's, the amount of time they put in just... It's their, their point and click abilities are just on a whole fucking other level having game sense is something that i feel i struggle with personally i feel like my game sense isn't very good to be like ah okay you know i need to save this ability for this or whatever Mm -hmm. or peek around corners this way um my point and click i feel is okay for the most part like if it's just straight gun battle like I could probably hold my own you start throwing in other stuff and like mechanics for the match and stuff like yeah. like a search and destroy like the strategy for it like um i'm just not smart enough for that i can't do that
1: I mean, maybe if i had like a team of people but like because i hate i hate when i'm playing like search and then i get these fucking retarded ass teammates that don't know what the fuck they're doing and i'm doing great i'll have fucking 10 15 kills the rest of my team has zero because they're all just bum rushing everyone
0: yeah, I'm. I uh, I'm real bad. I'm real bad when it comes to like PvP stuff. I'm just like, I should just hide. Yeah, take my take my kills when I can get them, but like I don't want to hurt my team. Yeah, um, I feel bad because uh, I'm very much a rush in there and like, oh, I can beat anyone and just absolutely get fucking destroyed, yeah. uh, or just get team shot for days.
1: And then you have those teammates that, that they're like, oh, I just got my eyes handed me. I'm gonna do the same exact fucking thing
0: yeah, I'm real bad about that too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not a good teammate. Like, If I see the scores close and running out of time, I'm like, okay, it's time to hide. Yeah. I'm going to let my teammates fucking do the thing. My whole job is to not be killed and not give up another point in this crucial moment. No,
1: hey, like I'll, I'll play with my fucking roommate and I'll be like, hey, Colin, follow me real quick. Uh, bleep his name out. No.
0: Uh, well, you can just ask him and be like, hey, are you cool? Yeah, I'm sure he in? doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm like, hey, follow me real quick. And he's like, okay. And then I go i run into two two or three people kill one of them and then the other two kill me i'm like hey hey where the fuck were you
0: (laughs) i I asked for help and he was like oh shit i didn't know right now (laughs) like no yeah follow me in 15 minutes
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) hey in the fifth round i want you to follow me (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: that shit i fucking hate playing with him um what's it called yeah yeah Yeah, some people like they just don't have a knack for it, and it sucks when like there's that mismatch. And this goes for anything where you have a great enjoyment of something but you're god awful at it. Yeah, I think uh, golf, golf is a good one for me. Exactly, <laughs> exa- Like I feel well, no, no, yeah. no you're 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 get you're, 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 you're you've progressed so much from when we first started playing yeah. to now. Um you, you, you have the skill for it because you're progressing. Yeah. There are people who you can teach them the right way to do stuff and they will practice and practice and never see improvement. Yeah. And that, that's the combination of like, they have a love for something cause they're willing to put the time into it, but then they just have no skill in yeah. it. And it's just like, I'm sorry, you're just gonna, you're just gonna suck forever. I'm yeah. like, there's nothing I can do about that. Like I've taught you everything I can. Um... But yeah, it does suck when you get that mismatch. Oh yeah. I feel that way about playing instruments. I'm like, oh yeah, I love music. I wanna like play an instrument and I I can't play a single instrument.
1: Start to- playing some weird fucking
0: random like
1: play the bagpipes or something. Uh, just be dude, the best bagpipe player in don't San play the Antonio. Accordion.
0: Yeah, Fucking just my Mexican heritage and fucking accordion, baby. Um I don't know. If you had to learn one instrument, a non traditional instrument, what instrument would it be?
1: Honestly, I, mean, I feel like the bagpipes would be pretty fun to learn.
0: Yeah, the fact like it's right up, I said right up rally, Actually, yeah. honestly, do bagpipes.
1: Yeah. I'm drunk, Irish, and now I play the bagpipes. <laughs> Trifecta, every
0: girl's dream. <laughs> well, people, people in uh, in Ireland, people get married out there, so people desire that. Yeah, you're just not. You just may not be I in the just, right location yeah. for it. You just got you just move slightly and people are like, "Fuck, that's what I'm all about." Fucking Move to Boston or something. Exactly. And you're just like you're just slaying. You get. <laughs> I love I love that scene. I think it's in Ted where they make fun of uh the Boston uh the women's accent. That's yeah. the worst fucking accent. It's just like it's so loud and like and aggressive and it's, it's just it's just oh oh yeah. yeah. I'm just like oh, it's fucking disgusting. That in
1: like any like like Minnesota, Minnesota. I fucking oh,
0: i yeah. i had a choir professor in college who she was from uh, the Midwest and yeah she or she was from Minnesota and uh, accent and everything and I was okay. like she was a small little tiny blonde girl and I was like you're just the cutest little thing aren't you you're yeah. just fucking every time she talked it was just funny yeah. to me gonna um, get a bag a what <laughs> fucking what did you say <laughs> a bag <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about um, what are you talking about. Um, what's it called, um, on the flip side of ugliest accents, what do you think is the best accent? like, the hottest accent a girl can have? Uh. There's a couple, there's a couple easy ones. There's a couple of ones, I mean, I like, like British, uh, like Spain. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Please like that. Definitely Me? not like German. <laughs> actually, you know, I've never, I... Other, other than, like, our friend who lived in Germany, both of our friends that live in Germany, um, I don't think I've really met anyone from Germany other than that, or have lived there. They get ugly
1: um, accents, I'll tell you that.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look that up and be like, what's, what's a German accent? Um, what's it called? Australian. The Australian oh, accent. Oh, yeah. Australian, Oh, yeah. uh, fantastic. Yeah. Every time Alice in Wonderland speaks, yeah. I'm just like, you are just the most precious thing Fucking, in the world. Uh,
1: what's the chick from Wolf of Wall Street? Uh,
0: Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Oh. So, I actually haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street. Does she have an accent, or does she play an American in that movie? I think she plays an American. Okay. But I feel... I feel... Well, actually, I've never She does in movie. most
1: of her movies, I think. Okay. Because even, like, Harley
0: Quinn, like, she has to play Amer- yeah. an American uh, for that character. Isn't New York accent. A New York oh, yeah, accent, that right. one, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. They're in New York, yeah, and so. There you go. But, okay, yeah. Well, it's, well, well, okay, but like it's fucking New like, York. Historically, like the Harley Quinn character has like that New York style yeah. accent. Um, I think they give her more roles where she gets to just have her natural accent. That must suck to have to constantly change your way of speech and conform.
1: I mean, I feel like for like for like British to like American or Australian to American or vice versa. I feel like that's not too hard to get down. I mean, if you're going from a completely different, like fucking German or something to American, then props. Cause that shit's gotta be tough.
0: <laughs> Who's the most famous German actor of all time. Can you please look that up in America First, most famous German actor in America, like in American cinema?
1: I know like Austrian. Is like Arnold Schwarzenegger,
0: yeah,
1: or fucking Christoph Waltz as well.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious I sure you know, like, actually German. Yeah, because I'm curious. Like, how is it? So Arnold Schwarzenegger,
1: Christoph Waltz isn't from Germany though. I don't think. Is I think I'm pretty sure he's from Austria.
0: German accent, a five actor with German accent. Ax... Okay, yeah. I guess they're just kind of lumping it together. Yeah. Uh I'm trying to look at the rest of the list there. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Which he's a fan he's oh he's fantastic in Glorious Bastards.
1: Oh, oh and I mean any fucking uh
0: Quentin Tarantino movie. Django,
1: he's awesome. Yeah, too.
0: he's from Austria. Yeah, so so yeah. but I guess that accent is similar enough to where there's like eh, fuck it. Austrian, a, Austrian German. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Uh, hey, uh, producer Noah, can you pull up a map of Germany and Austria? I'm assuming they're right next to each other.
1: I'm I guessing, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, they're right next to each other. Yeah. Yep. And also, you have uh, Belgium right there. Czech, or what used to be the Czech Republic, and then Poland. RIP. Yeah.
1: RIP, the Czech Republic.
0: Yo, okay. So. Rarely do I ever bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up. So I'll of you and chime in. Okay, Nikola Jokic. Oh yeah, MVP. I mean, he deserves it. That's who I
1: would have voted for. Oh I, man, I, I don't think Steph had a good year, but
0: This MVP is about to get swept
1: though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I just uh, thought I, I don't was, think Embiid. I don't know. I'm just not sure a big. You, I'm you, just you, not, you, not you, a big you, fan you. of Joel Embiid. Yeah, complains too much. Yeah.
0: But, yeah.
1: Jokic is just a phenomenal player. The only other player I would have voted for is probably Luka. Yeah. Luka Doncic.
0: I just thought it was so funny. Uh, the quesarito was trending on Twitter, and I was like, that's weird. And then it just, um, the picture of when they announced uh, him as the 44th pick. Yeah. And that's just a picture of the quesarito. And I was just like, fucking, yo, we stand Jokic and we stand the quesarito, yeah. baby. Like, it actually, sounds quite good. Have you ever had a quesarito before? Are you a Taco Bell person? I all? am, but I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. That's good, probably. That's yeah. probably good.
1: I used one. to go a lot because you can get the fucking beef burrito for a dollar. Yeah. So I'd get like three of those.
0: Um, There was a period of time where I was eating Taco Bell pretty often. And yeah. the quesadilla was always a go-to. It uh, it slaps. It's It never fails.
1: Yeah, I'm very proud of my white white brethren winning an MVP finally. First big to win an MVP since
0: Shaq. I don't, I don't and he's know,
1: also the latest pick, I think, to ever win a MVP.
0: That's very impressive. or Did you see a shirt he wore yesterday? Uh-uh. Um, it was uh, all the big um, comments all the analysts said about him. Um, you know, slow. You know. Um, you know, need to lose weight. You know, yeah. bad attitude, and you know, just like all the negative stuff. He wore it all in the shirt. Yeah. Um, and on the 41st. Fr- 41st? Yes. Yeah. And so... Uh, and then I think on the front, is a picture of the Joker, or him, like, as the Joker, and he's like, he's yeah. joking now. And I was like... Respect. Yeah, respect. Yeah. yeah, he put in the fucking hustle and hard oh, work yeah. to prove everyone fucking wrong. When he... I mean,
1: no one ever talks about, for whatever reason, they don't bring him up in, like, the best player in the NBA. It's always KD, LeBron, Dame, Curry, all those, but... Jokic is just I mean his playmaking ability alone
0: is probably top five in the NBA I feel like yeah we we mostly I think overall just in basketball in general we don't talk about big men mm-hmm. like you talk about Shaq and like Kareem historically um, but beyond that like, well, it's just such a, like Tim doesn't get any, as much respect as he should um, it's
1: just because of the way the NBA has shifted to where it's so guard oriented
0: yeah You don't
1: get any big man love. There's not, you don't develop a lot of big men Mm -hmm. well.
0: Um, But yeah, I think that's why, like, they get passed up sometimes. And while we're looking, um, we're looking at the vote total. Oh, he dominated. Uh, Yeah, he absolutely dominated. But. Derek Rowe's got a vote. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's always interesting. I'd love to see. the specific person who, who makes the crazy votes like the one yeah. person who voted I mean, I wouldn't say, for like, Derek Rose yeah
1: first place no but like him getting a vote I mean he was definitely the most valuable player on the Knicks yeah Randall was great this year Julius Randall but uh, until they brought in Derek Rose they weren't legit playoff contenders yeah and then he got them I think they were the 3 or 4 seed
0: I also like to look at because uh, Derek Jeter was not a unanimous into the um baseball hall of fame and i was like who was the one we had one right it was one person who was like i'm not voting for him i I don't get i mean who are you
1: so like ken griffey jr he wasn't unanimous like yeah i don't don't think there's any been any unanimous except uh actually mariano rivera right uh yes he was the first unanimous
0: no do you think you can look that up unanimous baseball hall of fame inductees
1: i think the first one was mariano rivera but i'm like how like how do some of these guys not
0: it's, get yeah some of them are it's like uh because like jeter like i know you're not a yankees fan but like he's um, very well respected oh yeah no i love a very jeter. well-liked guy yeah and he's is he the only one yeah or I he's the so. first player and then derek was derek was the next highest at yeah. nope, yeah, only yeah. one. Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. Also a super well liked player. Yeah, just who, no, who never the,
1: really had any sort of controversies or anything. Exactly. Who Cal, did, Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, Iron Man? He didn't get it. Nolan Ryan pitched at least Ty 46. Cobb. Yeah.
0: Like, oh man, we uh, t- yeah. It's, there's just a couple of people on there where I'm just like Babe Bruce Like. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They're like, I don't, he's like, yeah. his first few years, you know, the uh, pitcher, not that great. Yeah. So like, he only I think we a He him. had
1: like a two point something ERA. He should have been in the ones. Uh, <laughs> he should have hit 700 home run or he should have hit 720 home runs.
0: If he was so good, his yeah. home run record wouldn't have been broken. Yeah. So. Maybe
1: he should have been drunk every time he played. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Imagine a sober bay brute. Like he, he was <laughs> fucking dr- getting fucked up in the, uh, what do we call it? Fucking, in the dugout? In the dugout. And he was still going out. He hit 714 home runs drunk. Like, that's, that's... He was seeing two balls come at him every
0: time. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, like, he was like, man, that curveball is nasty. And I was like, yeah. that was a fastball, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. I was like, dude, it was moving. <laughs> yeah,
1: still hit it 500 feet.
0: Um, No, man, he... Oh, it's like man.
1: John Daly. You know, John Daly won a fucking major when he was fucked up. Oh, like man.
0: I, John Daly was such good for tv and good for golf at the time it was just like this is what golf needed they needed an american hero to be rally behind like that's an that's that's an average american just going out there fucking hitting bombs doing his fucking thing smoking a
1: cigarette while cold beer in his hand and hitting fucking 350 yard
0: bombs Because at the time, because at the time in the 90s, golf was still an elitist sport. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you know, people go like, oh. I mean, even, like, Tiger coming in. That was. Yeah. And so, John Dale and Tiger were really big to push to be, like, um, (laughs) um, push that, um. Golf They've, isn't they made an elitist it, yeah, sport. They, they made it an entertaining sport. It was entertaining, and it's a sport that could be open to everyone. Mm-hmm. It, the barrier to entry definitely has gotten a lot lower. Like oh, yeah. It, you can go buy golf clubs at Costco for mm-hmm. like 100 bucks or whatever and go play. And
1: like decent clothes too. Like.
0: Yeah. I was watching. I don't know if you're familiar with any of the golf YouTubers uh, like Rick Shields. Love and, Rick Shields. And so, yeah, he had a couple of videos where it's like bought a $99 set of clubs yeah. at the store. And I went to play with them, and he's like, they're pretty good, actually. Yeah. Like, if this is your first set of golf clubs, hey, yeah. you know you can do a lot with this. Um, I think that I think it's an important thing uh, for all things is reducing the barrier to entry. Um, that's and PGA has done a very good
1: job of doing that and working in like inner cities, trying to get mm-hmm. a more diverse group playing, and they've been very good about it.
0: Yeah, because I think yeah, golf's one of those games. I know I've told you before you can you can play to your fucking oldest shit, and it's it's fun, man. It's a good relaxing time, even if you're not playing well. It's good to hang out there with your buddies, yeah. drink some beers, and just enjoy enjoy the great weather. Um, unless you're in Texas, where it's one hundred fifteen thousand degrees and you're melting by being out in the sun for two seconds. Uh, but other than that, uh, great, great to be out there. Yeah, by oh.
1: that, One sport that's the barrier has gone up dramatically now is fucking basketball. Because now basketball, it wasn't. It used to be, yeah, just buy a basketball and some basketball shoes and then go to the park or something. Now you got to pay for the AAU travel teams and all that shit. Otherwise, you're not. There's a lot of great players in high school that don't get seen just because they're not on an AAU team.
0: Yeah, that is, a select teams are, yeah, it. I know baseball deals that same issue as well. There's yeah. so many baseball teams and there's so many players that, yeah, there are players that if you're just not playing in the right league and recruiters are not coming to your games and stuff mm-hmm. because you didn't play on this specific team where you had to pay $5,000 a year to be a part of, that, well, you're just not going to get seen, unfortunately.
1: Well, even like Mike Trout had trouble for a while getting seen because he was in New Jersey oh. playing baseball in New Jersey in shitty weather. So yeah. no one wanted to go watch him.
0: But um overall it it is still nice that like you can go play It's just hard that if you are trying to get discovered, it's it I guess in all things it is it's difficult to get discovered. Yeah. Like you look at just like how many podcasts there are, there's like a fifteen billion. Yeah. But and you we're chose the best. To, Exactly and you chose to come listen to us and we yeah. thank you for that, you know, loyal listener. You know, thanks for listening. Please share this podcast with a friend or a random person you meet at the yeah. bar. Because you know, you never everyone know.
1: tells five people, and then they tell five people, and then exactly they tell five like, people, you, you know. know,
0: it's it's, uh, it's a we're great, not a
1: pyramid scheme, it's, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we're would, pyramid shaped but
0: but it's not you know it's you're not you're you're paying us but we're giving you back yeah. you know the money and content yeah so just send us your money now yeah. and you know you're gonna get content every single week from mm-hmm. us and so uh, yeah come be a part of uh, of the pyramid shaped uh, plan we have going on yeah. thank you thank you very much
1: that's one of my favorite scenes from The Office I know you're not an Office fan but uh, I've seen plenty of clips yeah, fucking uh, Michael Scott's trying to uh, tell people about this, you know, companies getting into and he's trying to get them to invest. And then uh, they're like, that's a pyramid scheme, Michael. And he was like, all right, let me explain this again. So he started, he's like, so this person told me and this guy, we we each told two people. And then uh, fucking Jim just goes up and draws a pyramid.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I need to call my manager. <laughs> well, I know um, when we first started getting talking about doing this podcast one of the youtube videos series that we kind of both accidentally fell into at the same time was uh that guy doing marco doing pyramid scheme Mm -hmm. breaking them down and like this is how they get people into it this is who they target this is how they make money and that got me down a rabbit hole of like like how people get sucked into them and it's crazy yeah i know john oliver did a piece on it of just like mathematically if you do the tell five people they tell five people you can only do that like a handful of times. I think it was like
1: thirteen times, and then you get to the you get population to, of Earth. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's it's literally mathematically impossible to make money on that. It's 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 such a fucked up thing. So if you if you ever hear if, I this goes for most things. If it ever sounds too good to be true, it yeah. probably is. Yeah, it's, I made
1: I made twenty thousand dollars last month just sitting on my ass. Oh, really?
0: How? <laughs> <laughs> It was like these three San Antonios uh, yeah. broke into a billion dollar industry. Find out how they did it. Yeah. I love those little clickbait articles that you see on the bottom of uh, web pages. And I'm just like, who's clicking on these?
1: No. I mean, no one should. Obviously, there are people that do. But. <laughs> Whatever no fucking it, reason. Someone sees that and they're like, "Oh, that's legit."
0: Yeah, no, it's it's funny the that one I just mentioned. I I've seen it in every single city that I've opened up my computer in. It just it takes your location, it fills in the little name, the same picture, same fucking yeah. clickbaity uh, article.
1: Well, it's even like Mary Kay. I don't know how the fuck people still buy that shit. No, they, like, buy into that shit. Such a scam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess everyone wants a fucking pink Cadillac or something, but.
0: I'm never, never gonna get it well i don't know if you if you saw the john oliver piece about it how like they have these massive like stadiums filled with people yep. and they sell on hype and they have this like you can do this only you can control how much money you make in this and like it empowers these people to be like you're right it's up to me to make this money i was like no 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 mathematically you're never if gonna make that money yeah if there's 10 if there's just like five mary k representatives in your city you're fucked yeah how many fucking people do you think are buying your products consistently to where you're gonna make money no it just it just doesn't make any sense you
1: just end up losing a shit ton of money
0: yeah what was the one i can't remember the name of the company it was uh it was like the diet food or whatever oh uh, uh is it like Herbalife? Herbalife, oh my yeah. god, that one is a fucking scam, Ola, a yeah. hundred percent. Because like, not only do you have to buy all the product ahead of time and then sell it, but the product expire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just like, <laughs> oh man, there's a whole documentary. Uh, I believe that was it was coming out a couple years ago, like it was supposed to. So it may be out now. Just about like people in in spanish-speaking countries where they how they were taken advantage of but yeah. like even their local shows like uh when uh, ugly betty or the, the mexican version is la fea the betty or whatever i can't remember the spanish name of the show where they literally were had product placement in the show about like how great Herbalife life is yeah. and all this and people bought in and lost everything that they had because they invested all their money being like i was told i was going to make money if i just do this and yeah man you you feel for so many people and just like they just taken advantage of it, essentially. But, I don't know. Beer and pyramid schemes. I guess it's fucking title already. <laughs> there you go. Title, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the pyramid scheme of beer. Oh, man. I think we should start a pyramid scheme. I think we should. I think it's called our Patreon, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you send us $5, and we're going to take that $5, and we're going to turn it into... Beer money. Beer money and an extra episode yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Um, when we get there when we yeah.
1: get there? So we get there now and we're just all paying it. We're like look how many people are buying it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel like, yeah, man, I feel like yeah, I, I have so many ideas for like down the road about like patreon stuff or whatever. Um, a, lot of, a lot of fun and cool stuff, yeah. but um, I did glance over at the time. Uh, I feel like that that hour kind of flew by for us. Um, so before we go, get into this week next week's homework next week's homework um do you want to go first do you have your do you have your, you have your album ready or i
1: have it ready right now okay right. perfect right. go ahead. band codeline uh the album is in a perfect
0: world codeline in a perfect world yep. okay i think i like uh i think we, we talked about this briefly uh the other day and I think I'm kind of familiar with Coda Line. Like, I feel like I've seen their name pop up on lineups before, but yeah. I don't think I've ever actually listened to them Very, before. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, they're an Irish group. Okay. Not
1: Irish punk, just uh, from Ireland. More like, kind of like, like indie pop, sort of. Indie folk, indie rock,
0: indie pop.
1: Yeah. Okay. But fantastic band, fantastic lyrics, definitely some sad boy songs, so be prepared.
0: <laughs> I get real sad with the Coda Line. Yeah. Okay.
1: that's uh, Noah actually introduced me to them in high school. So.
0: Okay. All right. I'm excited. So, that I'm glad you guys mentioned the Sad Boy thing because I will not throw, I will get rid of an album I was thinking about. Because right. I was like, we, we're not going to have two Sad Boy albums. I, I feel like I've been just inter- both come next week crying. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, uh, I don't know. One of the albums I picked out is very relationship heavy about, like, you know, and I was like, I don't know. It, it's not relevant. I just really enjoy the album as yeah. musically. So my album for you, I wanted an upbeat album. It is a very mainstream band nowadays uh, since they blew up a few years ago. I've got Portugal the Man. Okay. Evil Friends. Their 2013 absolute amazing album. Um, Very, very fun album from front to back. All their biggest singles outside of the stuff that came out on their new album um, come from this one. Okay. Um, but uh, they're from Alaska originally, but they claim Portland is home. Um, Fucking pussies. <laughs> they uh, they're an indie alternative band, and they they talk about yep. you know a bunch of bunch of crazy shit and stuff. And um, purple, yellow, red, and blue is probably the best song on the album. It's, okay. it's second to last, and it's a banger. I'll play that shit over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. I think I think it's good homework for for next week. We got some good shit coming up, huh? We do. I'm move. I I want to move away from the EDM for a little bit. Yeah, we'll come back to it. But, you know, I introduced you to Dad, R.O. Grime. You you get to meet Mom later one day. You'll meet her. You know, who's Mom? in Wonderland. Oh okay. She is her her and RO Grime, and Mom and Dad for the EDM trap genre. They are just wonderful. Just. Yeah. I think I already
1: got your homework for next week because I was picking between two albums this week yeah. and so I'm just I think I'm going to I don't know. I don't have anything planned and just random shit that I'm listening to.
0: Yeah, this is why I was like going through I I think next week I'm going to try to find um I want to try to find a band you've never heard of. Good luck. Uh, uh that I that I legit enjoy. I'm not just going to pick a random band. Yeah. But I want to pick a band that you probably have never heard of. Um and, uh, yeah, I kind of have the album picked already, but, um, but yeah, I, I want to keep the albums a little shorter. I don't want you to listen to an hour and a half fucking prog rock album where there's fucking 30 I mean, minutes I, of nothing. I've got the time. <laughs> but, uh, overall, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of fun things. I know we talked about this the other day, just picking a random festival and scrolling to the bottom and picking an artist from the, the lineup poster.
1: That's usually, in my opinion, where the best artists are. I'm yeah, a, I'm a big hipster so when it comes to music I, 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 I
0: don't listen to any popular shit really so so uh, we still have a little bit of time here uh, I wanted to bring this up earlier I just didn't get a chance to because I did get to segue into it do you guys remember a festival that was here in San Antonio back in the year 2018 called Botanica yes it was the best idea ever but just didn't live up to the expectations. What was it? Botanica was a festival that was only unfortunately one year and it was a festival where they had it at six flags. Okay. You ride ride during the day, listen to some music in the afternoon, ride rides when you when someone you didn't like was playing. They had two stages. The the bands were all over the place. It was like the headliners were Deftones and Logic um interesting very interesting yeah. and like if you look up the lineup on google because i was looking it up earlier um and i think it was supposed to be two days but then it got canceled to one because of weather because i think like uh major laser was supposed to be there they weren't there <laughs> dj diesel was supposed to be there uh the shack's like um dj personality and there was a couple other people where i was like they weren't there like i don't remember them being there at yeah. all um the craziest person on that lineup, though, so there were people like Lo Yachty on there. He was super cool. Uh, Alicia Cara. She was very good. Um, but the person that was super low on the list and like lower, even below people that are not even relevant now, the lowest person I saw that blew up was Doja Cat. She was like super low on the lineup, super early in the day. Yeah. Below people that. The people above her were like, "Who the fuck are you? Like, I've never heard of you." Type of thing, and I was like, "Holy shit! I could have seen Doja Cat. And I just uh, just didn't know who she was at yeah. the time." Um, That's
1: definitely an interesting uh, place for. Uh...
0: Festival. Yeah, because you've been to you've been to six like where they have that stadium. Yeah. the like the outdoor amphitheater thing. And yeah, like the it was weird because like it's limited amount of people that can go actually listen to it. It's so, like logic. You had to be there like previously you had to watch through all the other bands to secure your seat because mm-hmm. I think I left during the middle of Alicia Cara and she was right before logic and I could not get back in. They're like, oh, no, we're full yeah. now. Like once you leave, you, we can't let you back in basically. And um, I'm not a huge Logic fan, but like it would it would have been kind of cool to see him.
1: I like Logic; he's got some yeah. good shit.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I, his like I, earlier mixtape stuff is better, but
0: yeah, I, I literally went for one specific artist that I've been wanting to see for a super long time, and he just never comes to Texas. His name is Okay. And uh, he was putting on his live show because normally yeah. he DJs, and uh, fantastic. And then I luckily got to see him again, like the following year. He came back to Texas again. I was like, "Give Texas more love!" Like, yeah. like Texas um, is a great—I mean, San Antonio too. It's a great city for
1: concerts. Yeah, we have the venues. It, we have so many great yeah. venues, and it just more um, well, like comedians now are starting. Like, there bigger comedians are starting to come now and realize, but like, still music is.
0: Yeah, I. will get uh, those
1: few at like AT and T Center or whatever. But
0: yeah, um like I know I remember seeing Dimitri Martin at the Aztec. Yeah, and I was like, dude, like you know he, he that place is packed. I was like, imagine someone even bigger than him yeah, wanting well, to come to Saint Fucking Dave Chappelle did. Oh yeah, exactly. And yeah, we he,
1: tried to get tickets and it sold uh, out yeah, uh-huh, immediately. One,
0: yeah, that one kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, more and more as we get the name out, uh, you know, they're like, hey, San Antonio's like, we're going to sell out your fucking shows oh, yeah. for any genre. Like, please come. Especially
1: because it's kind of like what happens in Austin you get the people from San Antonio going up there you'll get people from Austin coming down here exactly it's only an
0: hour away and that's why like I know I've talked about the punch the mark in San Marcos that's their big selling point it's like we draw the Austin crowd we draw the San Antonio crowd to this little tiny venue Mm -hmm. and it's working they're selling tons and tons of shows they're they're able to they're able to market to these artists and be like dude if you come here you're gonna get both all three of these crowds all to come together you're gonna sell out shows and make money and they're we're finally starting to see more and more artists come, but we're working on it. We're working on it. It's hard when you're like the little the little brother to uh, to Austin, the live music capital of the fucking world. Yeah. Um, we're we're working there. We're working there. But overall, um, you have anything else? Anything else you want to add today? Any funny stories? Any bits from this week that you saw?
1: Fuck, nothing happened this week. Tried to go get a
0: job. That didn't work. That's-
1: hilarious <laughs>
0: <laughs> you and a thousand other people yeah. all showed up <laughs> but yeah keep at it we'll we'll you know find something i'm just gonna go start stripping uh dude fucking no you just gotta start selling drugs why can't you do both exactly yeah stripping at night drugs in the morning yeah yeah that's how you roll. I think that's a great way to end off by selling drugs. So we're going to wrap it up here before we incriminate ourselves any further. <laughs> uh, but thank you again for listening to the podcast. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. If you could please subscribe, like rate, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Tell us what we did wrong. Tell us, please tell us all the things we got wrong in this podcast about how Austria is not in America or whatever. <laughs> it's in like some place called Europe. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Matt never <laughs> heard of it. Yeah. So, But please, uh, if you have any comments, questions, whatever, please just hit us up uh, on social media and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Bye.
1: Great job, guys.